Pool party! Start your weekend off right. Everybody jump in. It's a pool party! Broadcasting live from the Azilo Ultra Pool at the Sahara Las Vegas. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, kicking off hour number three of the show. We are at the Azilo Ultra Pool inside the Sahara Las Vegas. It's the place to be. The water is fantastic. I just went over there, dipped my toes into it for a quick second. And, uh, yeah, it is, it is a beautiful thing. There's a little volleyball action going on there, plenty of people in the pool. The bar is right to my side. It's, it's, it's ready. It's waiting for you. We got the couches here on stage. We got the chairs on stage. The ladies are walking around serving up drinks, whatever the case may be. We got the DJ. She's on the wheels of steel providing the soundtrack to the night. So, uh, yeah, this is the spot to be in. Oh, by the way, I don't know if I told you, it's free to get in and free parking. That is a big win in Las Vegas. Anything free, <laughs> right? If you, get, if you get anything free, that is a big win. But free parking and free to get in is awesome inside the Zillow Ultra Pool, inside the Sahara Las Vegas, where we'll be till at least 5 o'clock and then afterwards. And we've been playing best case, worst case. And what I mean by that is best case scenario for the Raiders in 2023. That's if everything goes right. So for me, Jimmy G stays healthy. The offense is what I think the offense could be, which I believe it could be explosive. And then... On top of that, the defense comes together. They gel. The free agents that they brought in, the draft picks start coming together, and they're able to close out some games. Best case scenario, they turn into a 9 or 10 win team, and who knows what happens. You get 9 or 10 wins, anything could happen. You just never know. Now, in the worst case scenario, Jimmy G doesn't stay healthy. The defense doesn't come together. They have a really tough schedule, and, well, things just don't go the way that Raider Nation wants it to go, and people are calling into the show in November talking about the draft, right? That's the worst case scenario. That's about a 5 to 7 win team and that's not what you want so that's my thoughts best case worst case when it comes to the Raiders who open up camp on uh, Wednesday the 26th that'll be the first day of practice I've been asking for your calls and texts at 702-365-9200 or 69187 keyword R&R so don'tbebroke.com text line but you know what's even better than a call or a text hell just show up in person just show up in person and hang out here at the Azila Ultra Pool and hop on the headset and give me your thoughts like my man Alan who's here Alan it's been a minute I, I appreciate you coming by how you doing today Brother Q, how you been, man? Oh, man, you know me, man. I'm blessed, right? I stay blessed. But you're a diehard Raider fan. You know, we've, we've spent yes, many, many times out and about around town watching the Silver and Black. What's your best-case scenario for them this year? Oh, man, Q, best-case scenario is if Jimmy stays healthy, he plays all 17 games, there's complete buy-in into Josh McDaniel's plan and the system and all the coaches and just complete buy-in, right? I think they can go 10 and, what, 10 and 7. Okay. 11 and 6, maybe. Okay. Okay. All right. And, and, and is that a offense is really gelling? Like, I mean, again, I, I know JT said it. I've said it many times. I think the offense could be special, but the key is Jimmy G staying healthy. Yeah. All starts with the quarterback, but also we got to get Jacobson into the building. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they can work something out. I mean, we got the weapons at wide receiver. I yep. like what Mary can do at tight end. Yep. I mean, the line is decent. I mean, offense, I think we could do it. Okay. And then defense come together. So if everything goes well, and again, that's asking a lot, 10, 11 wins according to Allen. All right, now on the flip side, worst case scenario. Well, worst case if Jimmy gets hurt and, or he doesn't show up because of his foot, right, or his ankle. Yeah, foot, yeah. But uh, what if Jacobs decides not to play this season? Or what if somebody else gets hurt or that defense doesn't come together the way that we anticipate? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I currently have them at about five, six wins. Yeah. But – 
like already in Ace, so we're all hoping for the best right now. Always, always. I mean, you always want to hope for the best. You know, I always like to prepare myself for the worst, but then I hope for the best at the same time. But, you know, that I think that, you know, it's very easy. We can make an argument that the team could fall in the middle of the best yeah. and the worst, right? I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be one way or the other. It could easily fall in the middle, and that's going to be, you know, depending on who you are, that could be a, a best-case scenario, or that could be worse. You might end up with a, you know, number 10 overall pick, and you're like, yeah, that's not going to get it done. That's not going to get, you know, the player that the team thinks that they need or us as fans or us as radio guys think that they need. So that's, all right, best and worst right there by way of my man, Allen, who's here at the Azela Ultra Pool with us with Radio Nation Radio 920. Now, my man, Juan the Smasher's in the building. Yo, Looking like up? top flight security of the world. What's up, Juan? How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great, Q, you know. Yeah. It's one of those hot summer days, and you got to come out here, enjoy the, you know, the heat. The view, especially the view. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do, brother. <laughs> yes, I do. And before we get to best case, worst case with you, you brought out a picture yeah. that you created. Yes, sir. That is awesome. It's Thank uh, you. you know, it's a Raider shield. It says it's got the Las Vegas mm -hmm. sign in the background. It's got a nice uh, box shelf here yes, in front sir. of Legion Stadium. It's got a, a roulette table. It's, man, this looks like this, this was some work that you put in here, oh, brother. Oh, man, t definitely. It took me about at least 10 hours. I, I've wow. been a, I'm, I'm an apprentice now at uh, Black Plague Tattoos. Oh, really? Yes, sir. And, oh, okay. Uh, well, that's where we're going after the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've been, I've been in there putting in work, grinding. Okay. And my mentor, Omar, you know, he's like, hey, man, I need you to put things together and create. And it's like, what do you like? I'm like, man, the Raiders. Yeah, and yeah. He's like, we'll, we'll make something happen. You know, them box Chevys, you know, you, <laughs> everyone looks, likes the box Chevys with the 22s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. No. So, yeah, and Allegiant Stadium, you know, yeah. Death Star. And then, you know, it's Vegas. Keep the Vegas theme. You know, you get the uh, roulette table. You know, and I just, and I just, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give this to Q. Yeah, this. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what. Thank you so much. I'm gonna take a picture of it when we go to break, and I'm gonna yes, tweet sir. it out because I want everyone to see it because this is this is awesome. I mean, when I showed my man Mateo, he was like, "Dang, yeah, that's yes, that's, sir. that's awesome." So that's great work right mm -hmm. there. So you are very passionate about the Raiders. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you call Definitely. in all year long, text in, tweet in, whatever the case is. You yeah. you know, live and die with the silver and black. It's, I, I feel like this season's a lot of unknown. I just really right. don't know, you know, one way or the other. You heard Allen's best case, worst case. You've heard my best case, worst case. For you, what is the best case scenario for the Raiders? The best case is if Josh J starts week one mm -hmm. and just, you know, runs the rock all over these fools, especially <laughs> the Broncos. You know, I can't stand them cats. Right. If he goes in there and just rush them, hit them in the mouth, and we go, you know, 12-3. and three, Ooh. And we beat the Chiefs finally. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand those fools. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on, Juan. Let me ask you something. Is there a team that's not named the Raiders that you can stand? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'll, I'll give a pass to the you know to other teams like the Niners. I'll give them a pass because it was my dad's team. Rest okay. In peace. Okay. Yeah, but other than that, I can't. Stand. If, if it's AFC West for sure, for damn sure. Yeah. I won't respect them. But yeah, I can't stand them. I just like I just like when you say you know what got to beat them Chiefs got to beat we them Broncos I can't stand yeah. them fools I just like you I can't I, stand I, them fools cute <laughs> I got Chiefs fans at work I can't stand them they just come in here with the biggest cheesy smile and I'm just like yeah that day is gonna come yeah yeah there, there's no doubt and, and the Raiders mm -hmm. well the Raiders the Chargers and the Broncos are all trying to make it that day where where they can knock off the Chiefs because they've been yeah. dominating the AFC West but obviously for our case. We want the Raiders to go ahead and, and find a way to beat the Chiefs and not beat them once every four years or yeah. every three years consistently. Smash them. Yes, there you yeah. go. I like it. I like it. All right, so that was the best case from mm -hmm. my man Juan the Smasher. What's the worst case scenario? Man. 
I don't even want to think about that, Q. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a posi- I'm a positive person, but if it goes down that route, I would say, you know, nothing ever happened with Jimmy G. Okay. Josh J didn't come through. Okay. You know, as, as he deserves his money, he's leading rusher. But if, if it doesn't happen, I respect the guy regardless. Yeah. And uh, we just go, we start on a losing streak and all these catches, you know, make us a laughing stock like always. But, right. you know, worst case scenario, what, what is it, 4 and 13 now? Yeah. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's back in those uh, 2007, 8 days with Jamarcus Russell. Oof. Yeah, those those are that's yeah. worst case, worst case. Yeah, that's right? trash. <laughs> yeah, that's trash. worst case where you don't want to turn on the TV, you don't want to turn on no sports center, you don't yeah. want to listen to the radio, you don't Yo. want man, that, yeah, you don't want to see nothing. I'm I'm naive, Q, <laughs> and I go by this motto, you know, I'm I'm the I'm the biggest believer, and some people believe in white Jesus, and I believe in them Raiders, and I'm a, I'm gonna stick to that. <laughs> I'm gonna stick to that cue. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at. You. And by the way, Ari, that's a promo. I'm just saying that's a promo. Who's uh, Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio holding it down. Well, Juan, thank you so much for being here, my man. It's always mm-hmm. great to see you. Hopefully, the family, and the kids are doing really well. Let's continue with best case, worst case. 702-365-9200. How about Bernard? Welcome to the show, Bernard. What's on your mind? Hey, Q. How you doing, man? I'm blessed. Hey, what I want to say, best case. I'm gonna keep it kind of broad. Um, Win 10, 11 games, and if they worst cases lose 9 or 10 games. And on the win side, you know, if they defense step up, if the defense steps up, I think the Raiders will be fine. And we talked about them, you know, getting takeaways. And you brought up Morick. I mean, he should have more interceptions. I'm, he's, he's probably dropped at least five or six interceptions. Mm-hmm. And he needs to get more physical. There's there points where it seems like he's shied away. Of contact, and you know, our, you know, we've had great safeties in the Raiders' history. Yeah, you got to put the, you know, you got to put the boom on them, to, on them, on them boys. He's back there for a reason. And then losing, if they lose nine, ten games, I think it'll be because they still have red zone woes. Okay, you know what I mean. So if they fix that, I think they'll win, win some games. But I want to touch on Max Crosby real quick. Okay, um, I knew Max Crosby was going to be a baller man when uh, they did Hard Knocks. <laughs> and he had, and he did T Pain. So I was like, that dude's cool right there. <laughs> and uh, it's something about it's something about sports that just transits, transcends race, right? I, I met some of my best friends that weren't, you know, that weren't black. Yeah, white, white yep. guys, Filipino, just just from playing, you know, whatever. I played football. Yeah, and um, and I bring it back to uh, my daughter went to uh, uh, a jersey from a player, and we talked about how your kids become Raider fans, and she she's twenty one, so she. Ain't really seen the Raiders, you know, win. So she always see Dad kind of unhappy on some of them Sundays. Right. But she's like, I want you, I want, I want to get a Raider jersey. I'm like, you know, what, what Raider jersey do you want? And she, she said, Mad Max. You know, she's, <laughs> I, she, I just like him. And she knows about football. Yeah. And she just knows the football, good football player. Yeah, she knows how to break it down like we do. But she wanted a Mad Max jersey. She was kind of small, but I got her one of the ones that's like a T-shirt, and but it's a jersey. And I got it for her, man. When she got that thing, she was like, oh, man, thank you, Dad. So, you know, she young, you know, African-American lady, and she just loves football, and she loves the Raiders because Daddy do. And Mad Max is one of her favorite players, man. So uh, I just wanted to throw that out there, man. That that dude is something else. But, yeah, I, I thought back to um, the Hard Knocks when he did two things. I was yep. like, that dude got something, man. So that was real cool. Hey, great call, Bernard. It's great to hear from you. And tell your daughter congratulations because she picked a winner. 
Picking Mad Max Crosby is a good one to pick. And I, I'll say this. It's funny, and, and I think you're spot on when you say that sports, it, how, it, how it integrates all kind of races together. That's one of the reasons why I was a Raider fan to begin with, right? That's before any of this, before radio, podcast, any of this stuff. I was a Raider fan because, one, living in the Bay Area, I had an option. Am I going to pick those cats across the bridge, or am I going to pick those cats that are right here on the East Bay? And, of course, I went with the Raiders. But when I went to the game, that's what I always looked around and I saw. I saw people that looked like me. I saw people that looked like you. I saw people that lived in the hood. I saw people that li lived in great neighborhoods. I saw women. I saw whatever. It, everybody, like, it's, I used to tell the joke, like, it didn't matter if you were from Castro Valley, you were from Hayward, you were up in Blackhawk, you were, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it just didn't matter where you were from. On a given Sunday, a Monday, whatever the case may be, Thursday evening, whatever, I had 65,000 family members. And that was what I loved about the Raiders is because it felt like one big family. And, look, I've been around sports my whole life. I've played sports my whole life. It does bring everyone together, but there was something different about the Raiders and, and that culture and that family feel that we had at the Coliseum and, and just the way that we all had each other's back. And, of course, you know, as times change, all kind of things happen, and, you know, people are at each other's throats all the time. That's a whole other conversation. I want to bring the mood down, so I'm not going to go there. But that was the beautiful thing about it. And then just thinking about – just sports in general, and, and I'll tell you, man, I've been doing radio for years. I've been on the radio for years. I started, and we'll talk to Elvis from the Doghouse. Uh, I've been in radio since 1999, and I started out with music. Music is very music, right? So when I was on the hip-hop radio, my friends and my crowd was what? The hip-hop crowd. But sports is so different because you get people from all walks of life that love sports, and that's how people come together. And I really learned this. I mean, I, I've known it from playing, just like you said, Bernard, but I really learned this even more during the pandemic when people were looking for anything and anything to entertain themselves. And the fact that we never missed a show, we never missed a day of work during the pandemic because our owner of the radio station, I was at ESPN Central Texas, looked at us as essential workers. And even though I laughed at that, my dad corrected me quickly and was like, no, you are. People need something to escape from. People need to not hear about all these people laying up in the hospital or whatever the case may be. And even though there's no sports being played, you talking about sports, you talking to high school coaches, high school players, college coaches, whatever the case may be, that conversation that you're having, everyone can relate to and everyone can escape from whatever misery they have going on for two, three hours, whatever, however long the show is. And that's when it really struck me. And then I did like Bernard. I kind of looked around and I looked at all my friends and people always tell me like, you have friends from everywhere. I do because a lot of it has to do with sports. And sports does just what Bernard said. It brings so many different people together, and I love it. That's, what, that's one of the main reasons I love sports and what it brings to the table. A uh, quick couple texts that we got at the don'tbebroke.com. Text line 69187, keyword r, &R. A couple from Sir Whiskey Ray. Q, can we all agree that Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince is the best summer, summer chill song ever? And then he said, best case scenario for the Raiders is the Raiders make the playoffs with a healthy Jimmy G. However, the worst case scenario is that the Raiders go 3-14 and 14 with another bad season from our defense, which will give us the number one overall pick in 2024 draft. Cheers, Sir Whiskey Ray. And, yeah, that's a, that's a really, really bad worst case scenario. Three wins, that's a miserable season, right? I mean, six isn't much better, right? But three is miserable, right? That's like one win every, you know, four or five games. That is really – actually, like, yeah, four or five – yeah, four to five games. That's miserable. Best case – Again, I'm not saying that they make the playoffs, but I think best case you get nine to ten wins and you see what happens, right? So that's that's uh, good stuff. And yeah, summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince will never get old.
ever. And also, Sir Whiskey Ray said, shout out to Juan the Smasher for always keeping it real. Love his passion. And then one more text, and we'll take a break. Jim from Yonkers, it is sickening when we find out who is making more money than Josh Jacobs. I think the NFLPA needs to grow some. The rookie contracts. There you go. Jim from Yonkers. And you're right. And Amber Theo Harris brought this up in the first hour when we talked to her. You know, like Jacoby Myers is making more money than Josh Jacobs. Hunter Renfro is making more money than Josh Jacobs. No, no disrespect to them. I'm not trying to count their pockets. I want everyone to make as much as possible. You know, just like I want to make as much as possible, right? I mean, and if, if, if Ari ends up making more money than me, I'm not going to count his pockets, but I'm going to be like, wait a minute, hold on. How's that dude catch, cashing in and I'm not, right? But, I, hey, look, I'll congratulate him, but at the same time, I'll look at him a little sideways, like, wait a minute, hold on. Hold on, man, this dude, he don't even come out to the party when I invite him. I'm, so. I'm grinding, that's why. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, Jim, that you bring up a great point. The NFLPA needs to do something, but one thing that John McClain brought up yesterday on the show this is also what the players agreed to with the CBA. And I remember when they signed that new CBA, how, how many people remember immediately after they signed that new CBA, all the players that came out and said, wait, we agreed to that? We agreed to that? Wait, who was representing us? It felt like it was a rush to get that new CBA signed, and I don't think everybody was on the same page. And a lot of people signed off on it because, what, they stopped testing for weed? <laughs> right? It, it, it was like they, 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 they cashed in or they, they basically traded a couple things for the ability not to get tested for, for, for smoking weed, right? And that was – so the, C, the new CBA, and Demora Smith led that charge, and there's a reason why he's not going to be the, the president of the NFLPA. I don't think he did a very good job. I don't think he represented the players very well. I really don't. So that, that – I think, Jim, you're spot on with that text. So thank you so much for that. I do appreciate you. 417 is the time. We're at the Sahara, Las Vegas. You can keep those calls coming at 702-365-9200 or the don'tbebroke.com text line. 69187, keyword R&R. We want to know your best case, worst case. Bernard, thanks for the call. Juan the Smasher and Alan, thanks so much for being here and, and sharing your thoughts as well. And, of course, every message that we get on the don'tbebroke.com text line, we definitely appreciate as well. we got Elvis from the Doghouse coming up at 430. What you got, Ari? Oh, giveaway. I'll give away. What do you want me to give away? Summer, summer fun? Yes, sir. Let's go. All right, let's do it. You heard the man, Ari, calling the shots. That's what happens when he makes more money than me. He starts calling the shots. <laughs> <laughs> summer of fun, the lotus summer of fun. Let's do it. Call number 9, 702-365-9200. We want to get you registered for four tickets to the Aviators. More importantly, one step closer to the lotus summer of fun this week. Seven-day Alaska cruise for two. Funny, I, I mentioned that Alaska cruise for two, and the wife pops up. It's like all of a sudden out of nowhere, her ears perked up, and she was like, what? Cruise for two? I want to go. She just Totally just popped up out of nowhere here That's at Sahara, Las Vegas. She knows what's up. That's that radar, and she's got it, and she's got it locked in. But right now, we're trying to get you hooked up. All we're trying to do is get you registered for four tickets to the Aviators at 702-365-9200. Call number nine is what we want with Raider Nation Radio 920. Again out of the shotgun. Pressure up the middle. Floats one to the back corner of the end zone. Over the shoulder grab. Touchdown, Hunter Renfro. This one, no doubt about it. Renfro ran under it, made the grab in the back left corner of the end zone, and the Raiders for the first time today have six. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Live at the Azela Ultra Pool. We are at the Sahara Las Vegas, the Azela Ultra Pool, hanging out, having a good time. Got to give a big shout-out to my man Frank. Frank was the winner. He's in to win. He's registered for those four tickets to the Aviators game, which more importantly will get him one step closer to the Lotus Summer of Fun, which is this week a seven-day Alaska cruise for two. Of course, you could always take the $3,000 cash 
if you do win the ultimate prize. But it's your option. I'd say right now with this heat, I'm taking the trip to Alaska. But that's just me. Coming up at 430, uh, my guy, Elvis from the Doghouse. Remember Elvis and JV, anyone who, well, was in the Bay Area at any stretch of time, I guarantee you listen to the Doghouse. They were fantastic. Elvis is going to join us in a few minutes. He's got uh, some good things coming up that I think that I'm going to be a part of, I'm excited about, and uh, just also what he's got going on these days and obviously talk about his brother, JV, and uh, his passing. But really uh, want to get into what Elvis has coming up. We'll talk to him in just a few minutes. We've been talking about best case, worst case. What do you think for the Raiders in 2023? Their best case scenario and their worst case scenario. Keith hit us up on Twitter and said, best case, second-year players show huge improvement. Raiders beat the Chiefs at least once and win a playoff game. Worst case, Raiders win six games and are not picking in the top ten for the 2024 draft. Worst case is not a good case at all. That's why it's called the worst case. But, yeah, that would be bad. You know, if they duplicate their win total from a year ago, only six wins, and the team doesn't show any improvement, it just kind of is, is there hovering in no man's land, that, that is all bad. And then they're picking outside of the top ten, and, and who knows what you're going to get at that point. Again, no one wants to – jockey and talk about you know like the 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 process like the 76ers did where they're talking about you know just losing 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 just so they can get a good draft draft pick I don't believe that guys change the game just like that one player in, in the NFL but of course quarterbacks are always what teams are looking for at the top of the draft as far as the the best case according to Keith on Twitter second year players show huge improvement that'd be big you know when we're talking about second year players we're talking about guys like Neil Farrell Matthew Butler uh, Zamir White, Britton Brown, right? Guys like that. Dylan Parham, even though he played really well in year one, him stepping up. Thayer Mumford, him stepping up, playing really well in year two. That would be that would be big. Those guys need to continue to mature, and that's the only way, and I've, I've said it so many times, that's the only way that you keep a consistent team is if you have consistency when it comes to draft players. Your draft picks have to pan out. Not every one of them because that's not going to happen. That's impossible. But more than not, get those guys that, to play a certain role, get your guys that fit with what you do, and get them to excel so you don't have to always give a lot of money to a guy who's a free agent because, well, there's no one behind him. Right? That's a lot of teams get stuck in that scenario where they have to sign guys because they have nobody behind them. So they have to sign them to a big deal. And I'm not, that's not me talking about Josh Jacobs. That's not the case. But how many times have you seen the Raiders sign somebody to a big contract because they, they, they were desperate? Whether it's a wide receiver back in the day, like a Javon Walker, or if it's a guy, you know, even like a guy like Warren Sapp, even though he, he did pretty well, still, I mean, you had to give him a boatload of money, right? There was times where some guys just signed with the Raiders because they were at the end of their contract or end of their careers and just wanted one more contract, and you had to overpay in free agency because that's what free agency is, super overpay. Dave Ziegler has shown he's not going to super over, overpay. He's not going to do that. But you also want to have talented dudes out there. You want to have guys that you can rely on. So when you draft them, You've got to be able to develop them, and when they develop, you've got to you, you you've got to be able to use them correctly. But you've got to do it consistently. Raider Julian eighty one on Twitter said, "My favorite summer song is This Is How We Do It' by Montel Jordan." Yeah, that's that's always a that's always a banger, but that's all year long. I don't think that there's ever a time when you you can play that and someone won't be like, "Oh yeah, that's the jam." Like anytime, anytime, this is how we do it. That's all you have to hear. That's all you have to hear, and it's a wrap. No one has to know any other word. As soon as you hear that, it's done. If you have any kind of rhythmic bone, even if you don't have a rhythmic bone in your body, you're up dancing somehow, some way. I'm not the one who's going to get out there and dance and do all that stuff like a lot of that. But even me, man, when that song comes on, I'm jumping up out of my seat. 
I'm doing a little something, something. It's a banger in the woods if, of Q Myers. Yes. If, if nothing else, I'm, I'm making my way to the bar, and I'm, and I'm celebrating all the way there. You know, hey, this is how we do it. Boom. <laughs> Hands are in the air. You know, just, man, come on now. That's a good one, Raider Julian. That's definitely a good one. But as far as summertime songs, I do think that summertime is the best one. Just best summertime song. I mean, that's one that if you play that song in December, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But if you play that song July 21st, right before we start the show and we're out here at the pool and it's 115, I'm losing my mind, right? I mean, it's just a difference. It cuts different, right? Exactly. I mean, it just, it just kind of is what it is. That's why I love, I love summertime. That, that song is amazing. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's probably the best thing Will Smith's ever done. Now, I know he's a great actor, but as far as music goes, that's definitely the best thing he's ever done. As far as I'm concerned, there's a couple other songs that he had that was good, but not, not quite on that level. Oh. Okay, I got to jump in real quick. I, I think musically, yes. but That's what I just said. But the show itself, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, that might be, to me, that's... Yeah, but that's him acting. Okay, I'm just saying overall. But uh, I just said music. Ah, okay. All right. I mean, I did say music, right? I, guess I did so. say music, I'm going right? to go back to the air check and double Yeah, you're going to have to. <laughs> Make sure you're right. Now. Yeah, no, I'm definitely right. I said I know he's a, a great actor, and that would fall in the, in the category of acting. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> You, I mean, I love you. Win. I love you like a brother, man. But damn, <laughs> I was a little distracted. Work with me here, brother. Work with me. <laughs> uh, let's see what else do we got. A couple more tweets that I wanted to get to, and then we'll get to Elvis. Again, we're talking about best case, worst case. Want to hear from you? Oh man, Bill. Bill hit me up on Twitter talking about overpaid free agents. What about Larry Brown? We could do a whole show on overpaid free agents, guys that were signed by the Raiders that were just terrible signings. Right, remember, remember the run of Super Bowl MVPs that the Raiders signed? Remember Desmond Howard? Man, I just knew Desmond Howard was going to be the dude. I just knew that their, their kick return woes were over. He was going to take every one of them to the house. Even though that's unrealistic, I thought he was going to take every single one of them to the house. Yep, not so much. Larry Brown, he got a couple interceptions by way of charity in the Super Bowl. What was it Neil O'Donnell threw the ball right to him? Hey, man, we got a deal here. I'm going to throw the ball right to you. You're going to win MVP, and then someone's going to sign you for some big money, and you can break me off. Okay, cool, deal. Yeah, the Raiders signed him to big money, and that didn't work out. He wasn't worth the salt. He was number 24, too, with the Raiders, wasn't he? He was a disgrace to that number. Man, I think he was 24. He, he made me – man, I was so angry at Larry Brown. I don't know who I was more angry at. Larry Brown, that was one guy that I was super angry at. I think there's another guy. I'll think about it. There's some free agents been in the past that I've been super angry at, but Larry Brown definitely was one. Bill, thanks so much for that. Join us now on the phone line. As promised, I'm super excited to talk to this man because, well, this is a guy that, you know, helped plant the roots for me when it came to radio, and that's my man Elvis, and you'll remember him from Elvis and JV, JV and Elvis, the doghouse back in the Bay. Elvis, how you doing, brother? I am good, but do not blame your radio career on me. I want no... <laughs> I want no part of that, okay? No, I'm just kidding. What's up, bro? I'm good, man. Hey, first of all, is this live radio? This is live radio, man. You know how it is. Okay. All right. Well, listen, it's been a while. If you guys got a dump button, you might want to get on it. A couple of, couple of F-bombs might come out. I don't know. I'm look, I'm saying. already knowing. I'm already knowing. I told my man Ari, who's in the studio right now, because, look, I'm out, of, I'm out of studio, so I'm out of control of it. He's in studio. He better be, he better be on his game because Elvis is on the air now. <laughs> bro, bro, like you've like you've ever been in control, right? True. That's, that's know, a good that's point. So this is this is the rate. This is the Raider station. This is Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Oh, yes, sir. Man, I don't know. I, I grew up in San Diego. I don't know if I should be on a Raider station. I don't know about that. 
hey, you spent. You, I do. I know exactly what you're saying, but I also know that those Chargers are no longer in San Diego. <laughs> yeah, I know. Listen, listen. When when they moved to L.A., I was done. And I here's the thing about uh, the charge being a Charger fan for 40, 40 plus years. I, I'm done supporting bad ownership. You know, who who continue to put out bad football by hiring, you know, cheap H, uh, head coaches and FGMs. I just I'm done with it. And to be quite honest, Mark Davis does the same. That's just my opinion. Uh, you know, it's just like one after another after another. So I, I, I'm done. You know what's the best thing that's ever happened? Uh, dropping the Chargers is my favorite team. I just get to enjoy the NFL. That's all I get to do, Q. And yeah. I do it. I mean, I live for it. I mean, the NFL, I probably said this to you before, the NFL, this is set. It's my girlfriend. And that's <laughs> the true story. That's the true story. But, yeah, when they went to L.A., I was like, why am I supporting this? I was a fan since Dan Fouts, uh, John Jefferson, back in the day with Kellen Winslow. They were with Eric Coriel. That was just that yeah. was amazing football. But when the when the uh, Spanos family bought it from uh, Gene Klein back for like seventy million dollars back in nineteen eighty five, get this, you know why they bought the why they bought the Chargers, the, the Spanos family? Huh? Because his friend told him to do it. His friend was Al Davis. Right. He told Spanos to buy it knowing he knew nothing about football. It was a shrewd move by Al. Al made some great moves, i got to be honest with you. Well, you know? I mean, you know, and so, he was part of that Chargers organization for a minute, right? So. Oh, yeah, yeah, back in yeah, L.A., yep. Los Angeles Chargers back in, that, back in the 60s. With, I think it was John Hadle. God, I'm dating myself now. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, man. We, hey, look, it's a blessing to get old. I say it all the time. My man Ari in the studio gives me a bad time by getting old. I say it's a blessing to get old, my man. So Yeah, listen, we, if, and what, when we tell people like Ari, it's like, listen, I've been through this. Listen to me. They ain't going to listen. They don't no. listen. We've been we've been through it, but they're still going. Eh, I got my own thing. I'm doing. I, okay, idiot. There you go. You're gonna <laughs> screw up. That's fine. You didn't listen to Dad. You know what no. I'm saying? You didn't I listen know, to me. I know exactly but what listen, you're saying. I, I I personally think with the Raiders, I I just think that this is my opinion, of course. I, I think obviously Allegiant Stadium's amazing. I just don't think McDaniels is the answer. I, I think the best thing they could do, well, Mark Davis, a couple things he could do. First, get a real man's haircut. That's number one. That bowl thing ain't working. That's just me. Second of all, step aside. Hire a president of football operations with a proven track record in the NFL. Then bring in a new GM. Bring in a new head coach. Let them, you know, form this team and, and bring, you know, the fans back and this and that. Because i got to be honest with you, I was watching games last year, and it like when Kansas City was here, it looked like a Kansas City home game. That was just yeah. No, it was. It, it was. it was. It was disappointing to see those last two games. A lot of red in the stadium because, well, you know how Las Vegas is. You live here. It's a destination location. Yeah. And the 49ers and the Chiefs, they traveled really well. And, you know, you're a big yeah. sports fan. You're a big, you know, NFL fan, as you mentioned. you got a lot coming up that I want to get into. I want to let everybody All know right. a little bit about what you got coming up. But I also want to – I want to show some love to those doghouse fans in the Bay Area that are listening right now that grew up on JV and Elvis, and you guys were the soundtrack, man. You guys made it happen for yep. a lot of us growing up in the Bay. What did those days back in the late 90s, early 2000s mean to you as a part of the doghouse? Well, i got to be honest with you. What was different about then is that when, you know, this doesn't make a lot of sense to a lot of people listening here in Vegas, but if you're listening in the Bay Area, you knew the doghouse was it was it was everything you would listen to in the morning because everybody would just wait. Did you hear what you, we did on the doghouse? We got together back in 1994 in San Jose 
and our chemistry was just like boom, 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 back and forth. And it was like, whoa, this is pretty good. Uh, it was a different time to you to where we had a long, long leash in radio to where we could do the prank calls on everybody. We could do the stunts where we would, you know, screw people up. I was jumping off buildings. My guy, Big Joe, was riding motorcycles into the bay. We were doing just crazy stuff back then. But it, it was great in the fact that I, I, you know, people come to me and they say, oh, you're a radio legend. Well, first of all, shut your mouth. That means you think I'm friggin' old. I'm not. I'll run circles around you and Ari, by the way. I will run <laughs> circles around you. <laughs> and here's the thing. It was just a great time to be in radio because it was the only game in town, bro. It was the mm-hmm. only game in town. It was the... It was we had radio and you had TV with about you know 100 channels back then. It was before digital. It was before social media. It was before YouTube. It was a different time. But what we got to do is also help people out back in the day in the Bay Area. A lot of charity work. But it was it was being on a show where there were no rules, and that was the exciting part to get in there and get in there at 4 a.m. and leave at two in the afternoon. And people thinking, oh, you just work four hours, do your four, and hit the door. No. I almost swore right there, by the way. I almost threw out nip bomb. <laughs> no. We worked our, we worked our butts off to, to get where we at. But it was, and looking back, I don't know if people know this, I recently lost my partner. JV recently passed yeah. away. Um, so he, uh, I, I'm going to continue to honor his legacy and keep his spirit alive. There's no way we do a doghouse show. That would that'll never happen because he's right. gone. But I'm going to be launching uh, uh, Doghouse Sports with uh, Big Joe from the from the Doghouse. Also, uh, Derek Deese, former 49er and Super Bowl champion, is going to be on the show. And we're going to launch on YouTube. We got. I'm I'm actually talking uh, with a major media partner as well. But we're just going to have some fun, do sports, and see where it goes. But the the big thing for me is to keep JV's spirit alive. Uh, and I'm just like you, like I said, sports is my life. This is what I do, and I am an idiot, so I'm a talker. Obviously, this is what I do. But we're gonna we're gonna launch this in about two weeks on YouTube, and uh, you know, just everybody, if you could support it in the Bay Area and wherever else, that'd be great, man. Yeah, no, it is. I, I think there's some really good things that are gonna come from this, and again, supporting the legacy of JV. When you told me about this idea. I mean, I was instantly all in. Like, hey, whatever you need from me, I'm all in. You've received a lot of support from many others, not just me, but many others in this in this adventure that you have. What does that mean when everyone's like, yeah, Elvis, whatever you need, I'm, I'm good. I got you. Right. Well, first of all, they got to come through. Second, no, I'm kidding. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just shows you the, the legacy of what we did and what the lives that JV, JV changed and he, he affected, you know. Um, I was on the air in for a week back in uh, back in San Francisco after he passed away, and it was very, very emotional and difficult for me. But I had to be there, and I, I made sure everybody from our past radio was in there and on the show, from Big Vaughn to you know Strawberry to all these people back in the day, Showbiz, your buddy, yep. and I, you know, it's just it's it's great to see. Hey, what do you need? Well. This is what I'd like to do. And they're like, okay, let's do it. Uh, you know, we have a mutual friend here in Las Vegas who's down with a bunch of stuff, too, as well. So, yep. I gotta, can I just be honest with you? This whole digital media thing, I was in radio 30-plus years. Um, and you can tell I'm a freaking talker. Uh, but <laughs> I was in radio for 30-plus years, so this is all new to me. So, I've reached out to a lot of uh, people that are really good with digital, really good with, you know, managing YouTube, social media, and things like that. So, it's, 
it's slowly coming together. I've, I've already got three sponsors, though, which is amazing, you know? Yeah. So, um, and if you're listening in the Bay Area and you'd like to, you know, be a part of this and sponsor Doghouse Sports, look me up on social media and DM me. That'd be great. No doubt. And, hey, I'll say this, man. Uh, again, I, I let you know. Hey, you're in, by the way. I, I'm in. I, I've, I let everyone already know that I'm in. I, I got your back 100%. Whatever you need, we're going to get done. But I mentioned to you that, you know, there's a lot of people that listen in the Bay Area that are big Doghouse okay. fans. And Sir Whiskey Ray just hit us up on our text line, our don'tbebroke.com text line. Thank you so much yep. for having Elvis on. So many great <laughs> fun moments from listening to the JV and Elvis Doghouse show here in the Bay. They wow. were the show growing up. Elvis, much love wow. to you, and thank you for all the great memories on 94.9. Best of luck to you. I'm a big fan of yours, Elvis. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. Wow. He's in the 408, my man. Oh, my God. That gave me chills, and I'm going to cry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, you know what, dude? That's awesome. That's awesome right there. That's the kind of stuff we're going uh, to pull from is that, uh, you know, we're going to keep the doghouse spirit alive. JB is gone now, but we're going to keep that same vibe with sports. You know what I'm saying? So, appreciate you, bro. What was his name? Uh, Sir Whiskey Ray. He's in the 408, San Jose. And he's probably drunk by now. That's fine. Well, his name is Sir Whiskey Ray for a reason. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think he's about four or five shots in. That's okay. You know, that's cool. Hey, do what you got to do, my friend. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, so it's that kind of thing. We're going to build this grassroots style. We're going to – we're going to have fun, but we're also going to, uh, man, I just love sports. And I, I, you know what's, what's great is that people don't know this. You and I actually work together. So that's the, the cool yep. part is that you were actually at the radio station that I was on as well. So, hey, man, I'm going to use you and your, you know, what your knowledge is. And I, I'll tell this story real quick. I mean, I had heard you on multiple stations, and I'm here in Vegas, and <laughs> I saw that you followed me on Twitter. So I hit you up, and it turns out. I didn't know we worked together, so it's like karma or something, you know? It's like, yeah. whoa, this is this this is friggin' meant to be. I almost swore again there right now, so <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm doing really. I'm I am doing so well right now. No, I'm you are. So I'm well. very but, impressed. <laughs> thank you. Well, then you're easily you're easily impressed. Well, I'll you say know, this. When you sent me a direct message on Twitter and you were telling me about what you had going on, it was probably like, I don't know, 10, 1030, but I'm, I'm always working, yeah. as you know, so it's not a big deal. Yeah. I immediately t- woke up the wife who was asleep, obviously, and I woke her up and I was like, Elvis just hit yeah. me up. Elvis just hit me up, and she was like, <laughs> Elvis is dead. And I was like, not that Elvis. I'm talking about Elvis <laughs> from the doghouse. What are you talking about? Yeah. And, I mean, I was yeah. amped, man. I was so super pumped up because, again, man, you and the doghouse, JV, everyone meant so much to me. So it's an honor, and, and whatever you need, like I said, I'm here to help you out, my man. Cool, brother. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you up rather soon here, and uh, we'll talk, and we'll we'll have you do what you do. I respect what you've accomplished in uh, in your career so far, and I only I only hit you up because I thought I got to be honest. There's a lot of sports media out there, and 99 percent of it is garbage. It's hot garbage, but you are really good at what you do, and that's why I hit you up. I said, listen, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this. Uh, can, would you be involved? And immediately it was like we had this vibe. You and I even went and met at one point. Should I say yep. that? Is that weird yeah. to say? Yeah, okay. no, it's all good. I said, uh, okay. it, I said it earlier in the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. All right, cool. So, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this, bringing the doghouse vibe to sports. I'll be in Vegas. I got a lot of uh, different things I'm working on. But if you, uh, you know, if we can get on and uh, talk to the Bay Area people that are there and uh, keep the doghouse spirit alive and uh, keep JB and honor his legacy, that's, that's all it's about, man, and, and talking sports. I, I'm so excited for the NFL to get going. You don't know, this is such a such a downer time for me right now that I'm sitting there watching the, the Open Championship, which I do like the golf majors. Don't get me wrong. I, I really enjoy them. 
But then it's like there's soccer and there's this and pickleball and this. I, no, give me give me football. Really, a man sport. <laughs> right? Give me football. We all yeah. want football. Training camp starts next week. Well, Elvis, man, th- hey, thanks so much for catching up with me. This weekend we'll catch up. We'll get on the phone together and we'll work some things out. But, uh, man, I, I definitely appreciate you, and I look forward to Doghouse Sports. Let's do a brother and uh, tell Ari to pay me that 20 bucks he owes me, okay? I got you. Will do. There he goes. He owes me money, too. Thanks, Elvis. <laughs> oh, he does. All right. See you, buddy. All right, brother. There he goes. Elvis from the doghouse. Had to have him on, man. Had to have him on. Again, that, that dude meant a lot to me. Uh, him and JV meant a lot to me just growing up in my radio uh, career. Uh, and, yeah, as he said, we worked at the same radio station. He didn't know me. I knew him. He didn't know me. I, again, I was just an intern. I was just that guy that got in the van and came out late night and handed out t-shirts or cds and stuff like that he was on the doghouse he was big massive part of the doghouse and now he's got doghouse sports and uh that's all in honor of jv and anyone from the bay or you don't even have to be from the bay to know who the doghouse is but uh they are real real special they were a special show and like sir whiskey ray said man that was that was some good times right there what they were able to do i started at wild 90 for nine back in 99 and they they were killing things they were at the top of their game at that point. So many thanks to uh, for Elvis for giving us a few minutes of his time. 4.45 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show from the Sahara Las Vegas, the Azilo Ultra Pool with Radio Nation Radio 920. It's time for reason or excuse on Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. Well, here I am, Sahara Las Vegas, Azilo Ultra Pool. We only have a few minutes left. Many thanks to Elvis from the Doghouse joining us in that last segment. Many thanks to all the guests that we have from Amber Theo Harris, Ari Mayrov, Vic Tafer, and of course, as mentioned, Elvis from the Doghouse. Doghouse, what? Remember, that's what it was. That's what it was. Every time you called the dog, what's up, Doghouse? What? That's how it was. But as you heard, Sylvia there, our uh, our extra voice lady on Radio Nation Radio 920, say it's time for reason or excuse. So go ahead, Ari, she's, take it away. She's still in the building, by the Is way. Is she really? Since you're a hater. Oh yes. yeah, the consultant <laughs> must really be there. Yeah, that's also true. I <laughs> uh, know. All right, so uh, we'll just do a quick one here since we're uh, pressed up against it. Uh, I saw a comment on our very own Locked On Raiders podcast from Zulu RDR nine six two. "Quote: I love Max, but we need at least three more players like him on the team so we can actually go somewhere this year." Hope explanation point. End quote. So uh, I've seen similar comments to this before, uh, various ones, and I I am not a hundred percent sure if he means like three incredibly good players on the defensive end. Uh, or just three like outstanding superstar players, but right. like, but we have that. Uh, I think in like a top five fashion, we have uh, Devonte Adams, Josh Jacobs, and Daniel Carson, respectfully, in their positions. So, yeah. with that said, uh, do the Raiders need to add about three more superstar, you know, like defensive player of the year, all pro caliber players, or they're just not going to win much at all? Is no. that the reason or excuse? Yeah, no, that's that's an excuse. And, and why I respect what they say, and I've, I've said that myself, like, you know, the Raiders need more guys like Max, Max Crosby. What I mean by that when I say that is guys with his work ethic, guys with his attitude. Look, the reality of it is everyone's not a superstar, right? I mean, that's the bottom line. You know, and that's in life. Everyone's not a superstar. Someone's got to be a role player. But you know what? Be really good at your role. Right? And Richard Sherman, I will never forget this. Richard Sherman said when they asked why was the Seattle Seahawks and the Legion of Boom and that team so good, and he said everyone knew their role, and nobody tried to be something they weren't. If you were a wheel, you were the best damn wheel. If you were the engine, you were the engine. If you were the bumper, you were the best bumper. Don't try to get outside yourself. Like, 
there's not like Tyree Wilson doesn't have to be Max Crosby right now. Tyree Wilson has to be the best version of him. That's it. You know, uh, like Devon Diablo doesn't have to turn into Roquan Smith. He just has to be the best Devon Diablo, but just play a role, be that good player. If you look at teams, look at the 49ers, for example. Their defense is phenomenal. How many players can you actually name on their defense? Outside of Nick Bosa. How many can you really name on their defense? Maybe two or three? Maybe? There's 11 guys on defense, and you know off top maybe two or three. And if you're, you know, if you're looking at whatever, you can, I mean, I know you could prove me wrong and be like, oh, I got 10 out of 11. Okay. But they're not household names. That's what the point. You don't have to have superstars to have a winner. You don't. The yeah. Philadelphia Eagles, they didn't have a ton of just standout dudes, and they had some dudes that played a little bit better than their skis last year. You know, Hassan Reddick was considered a bust until he went to Carolina. Well, his last year in Arizona, he, he excelled. Then he went to Carolina, excelled, and then he really blew up last year in Philadelphia. It's just that's the thing. You don't always have to have the name. The name ain't got to be great. You've just got to do what you do best, right? I mean, that's what, it, that's what it's all about. It's not about being a 10, and, and I, I, I've talked about this before. Coaches just want you to be the best you. So if you're going to be a 7, just be a, a, a 7 consistently. Don't be a 7 on, on week 1 and 2 and then all of a sudden be a 3 week 3 and 4. Then also be a 10 and then go back down to a 3. Like, you can't be that roller coaster. You've got to be consistent. That's what in general in life. Yeah, I, that's a great answer. I think that's that's awesome. Yeah. So when so when people say that you have to have superstars like Max Crosby, that's an excuse. What you need to do is have guys that have work ethics mm. like Max Crosby because that is something that you can control. You can't control if you're a superstar or not, but you can control the effort, the amount of uh, give a damn that you give. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's it's simple. As that, simple as that. What are the three things you said at the other day? Uh, uh, attitude. You, your attitude, your availability, and your uh, and your work ethic. I think yeah, work ethic. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, yeah. That's I, now you on. got me forgetting. <laughs> I, I said it. I said it in the backwards order. You know, uh, your I, effort, your attitude. It's your effort, your attitude, and your availability. Those are the three. Yeah. I just had. I just had to say it in the right order. No, that's <laughs> spot on. So I mean, and there's that's that's it. Like playing your role. I I totally agree in life and and on the team itself and. Um, I mean, if they all do that this season, I would say that will be the reason for a very successful season. If, if everybody's uh, firing all cylinders, playing their role to the to the peak ability. You know, and I think Max Crosby has a lot to do with that. You know, sure. I think that he's going to be able to rub off on other guys. You know, he's that guy, and I always used to say this about my old boss in Central Texas, David Smoke. He was the guy that I didn't want to disappoint because I knew that, one, he took a chance on me, and, two, he trusted that I was going to be available and I was going to put an effort out there and I was going to give everything I had each and every show or each and every day, no matter what it was. Even if it was something I wasn't comfortable in or thought I was an expert in, he always knew that if there's one dude he can count on, it would be me, more than his own son who worked with us, <laughs> to the point where his son really didn't like me because, well, I was more like his son than his own son was because I thought like him. Hey. So I didn't want to let him down. I think that there's players on that Raiders defense that are going to look at Max Crosby and say, I don't want to let him down. And that's a good thing. That is a really good thing. So I think that that could actually have that infectious type effect on this Raiders D. And we'll find out. Well, training camp, it all gets started coming up next week. All right, thank you so much for that. That was fantastic. Yeah. Definitely appreciate you. And that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, I wish we had a, a little bit more time, but, well, um, I kind of talked it away. <laughs> so that's what I do. That's but Raider job. Nation, have a fantastic weekend. Stay hydrated. Stay safe. Uh, if you're around the area, come join us at Sahara Las Vegas inside the Azela Ultra Pool with Raider Nation Radio 920. See ya.